0: Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. Redstate talkradio.com. Brighton.tv. Rumble.com slash MG Show. Any so I can hear what I'm doing here. Oh my god. We were
1: not, we not telling
0: you. I needed you to mute that so I can do this. The end this. for everyone.
1: <laughs> that choice about to know oh, will be yours. Here,
0: so I can, I didn't
2: need the beginning. sorry, guys. Okay, good, I thought what else is wrong? Okay, great,
0: awesome. We're good now, right? No, I Where we go, one we go all. I'm
1: rushing Fight, 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 and I fight, we will
0: fight every day right here on ah, the MG I, I, I Show. Good, need to get the timing first, that's what we're gonna cover today. Thank you, Yeti. Okay. Thank you. And welcome to the MG Show. What is it? What? Shady, get in here. What is it? Flannel Friday? Are you kidding me? it's throwback to flannel
2: friday here on the mg show welcome to the program everyone thank you shot out of a cannon for friday yeah i'm just telling you that's just the way it is thank you so much everybody for being here today and it's that we're moving back into the winter months jeff and so it's a little bit more tolerable
0: (laughs) i'm kind of sweating here in florida Uh, i might have to take my flannel off in a little bit but uh, i had to come in with you uh, with the uh, flannel Friday. <laughs> um, it's 38 degrees here. <laughs> what is it here? I didn't get my weather today from my Mr. Yeti. Yeti, what is the weather I here in Palm City? <laughs> Close to 80. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty hot here. Um, so there's been some breaking news here, and we're going to go over this today, Shady Grove. It's uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn sues Andrew Weissman uh, and Nicole Wallace. Uh, and... Uh, and MSNBC for for noting materially false statements that General Flynn plotted the insurrection and that he was guilty of lying to the FBI. Um, So, you know, we are going to look at the lawsuit today, and then we're going to actually, we found where they said these statements, and we're going to let you listen, uh, because that's what we do. Um, We're going to report on that today, because it is big news. Uh, General Flynn is suing um, Andrew Weissman, who's a big lefty lawyer and everything we know all about, Andrew Weissman, and Nicole Wallace uh, and, and MSNBC. So it should be a pretty good show. We're going to go through that. We're going to show you, again, RFK Jr.'s allegiance to Hillary Clinton from 2000, uh, and we're going to show you his sex diary, and we're going to show you um, the um, you know the Democratic Socialist uh, Committee funding him and the Rockefellers. So that should be good. We need him as president, don't we, Shady? No, we absolutely do not need him as president. You mean... Once a Democrat, always a Democrat.
2: Yes, that would be correct. I mean, leave them in the uh, leave them in the category that they've already claimed.
0: So he's not just in once he's an independent. He's a Democrat in independent clothing kind of thing. That would be that, that's a great that's a great way to put it. I
2: think that's a good summation.
0: All right, and without any further ado, we'll be right back. Yeti, roll that beautiful boom
3: footage. Thank you. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. Brightionstore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity
4: use promo
5: code MGShow at checkout for additional savings
4: government-induced inflation taxes rising interest rates and political instability they all have a crushing effect on our investments often causing the stock market to go down they can also cause gold and silver to go up there's a time to be in stocks bonds and mutual funds and there's a time to get out this is the time to old gold and silver
0: and welcome back to the mg show where you can get your my pillow using code mg show just go to mypillow.com use that code mg show or you can call 800-873-0478 and use code mg show 800-873-0478 shady we're gonna get right into it today we got a a uh, pretty big show. We've got so much going on. We've got a lot of attacks going on. We've got a new speaker. He said some things about Ukraine that I don't really uh, understand. But you know, we got to just yeah. keep watching. Um, but you know, I wanted to this week. It looks like uh, General Michael Flynn went ahead and uh, did a lawsuit against. Um, uh, let's see. It was Mary McCord uh, and um, Nicole Wallace and NBC, MSNBC and Andrew Weissman. So uh, let's just get ahead and we're just going to cover it because it's an interesting lawsuit. uh, And, you know, um, he's saying that they've made materially malicious, uh, false and malicious statements. And I think this is something to report on. I haven't seen it anywhere else. I've just seen people, you know, supporting uh, General Flynn and the lawsuit. And we want to just make sure you understand what it is. And that's it. Right, Cheney? I think that that's a great idea. And uh, we um, play it for
2: our audience and let you come to the conclusions of what you think you're seeing. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and what, that's exactly right. So let's just go over it real quick. Breaking, Michael, uh, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn sues Andrew Weissman, Nicole Wallace, and MSNBC for knowingly promoting materially false and malicious statements on Tuesday. And this was just this, just this Tuesday. And this is big news, guys. General Mike Flynn filed charges in the U.S. District Court of the Middle District of Florida against the far-left smear merchants Andrew Weissman, Nicole Wallace, and MSNBC for knowingly promoting materially false statements that General Flynn, quote, plotted the insurrection and that he was guilty of lying to the FBI. Both of these are provably false statements used to smear the 33-year-old military hero and veteran. This also uh, is very concerning coming from the former top DOJ lawyer and MSNBC, quote, expert used by the company to promote and defend their left-wing positions, no matter how bizarre and dishonest, from the filing. Uh, Defendant Andrew Weissman, a partisan former prosecutor and top deputy to special counsel Robert Mueller turned NBC legal analyst, has publicly impugned General Flynn's reputation using his platform on MSNBC, along with political pundit defendant Nicole Wallace, to claim that General Flynn plotted an insurrection and that he, in fact, was guilty of the bogus charges of lying to the FBI. Uh, These are insidious lies. Defendants were aware these statements were false, but still chose to smear General Flynn to advance their careers as partisan political pundits. Finally, Andrew Weissman will be held accountable for one of the many lies he's pushed during his long, dishonest, and dishonorable, destructive career in the U.S. government from the lawsuit. During this September 15th, 2023 episode, Defendant Wallace brazenly lied about General Flynn, stating, quote, I mean, I I mean, think. I mean, think we are past worrying about General Flynn's feelings, right? I mean, General Flynn plotted the insurrection, end quote. Defendant Weissman added to this lie, stating, we prosecuted him, absolutely, he admitted twice to committing a crime, and then his defense, when he withdrew it, uh, was that I lied to the federal judge when I said I was guilty. So General Flynn admitted to underlying crimes, which, by the way, he did, end quote. uh, Two, uh, that's in his in his statement. Defendant Weissman implied that General Flynn did not, in fact, willfully and knowingly make materially false statements and omissions to the FBI. Uh, three uh, was knowingly false. Uh, this is the case. Um, it's about uh, how many pages is it? It's about thirteen pages. It's about thirteen pages. Uh, and this is General Flynn, and his career has been. Destroyed by Andrew Weissman and the politicalized deep state. He was abused for years by DC DOJ elites who attempted to ruin him and bankrupt him. Flynn sued the DOJ, FBI, and government for $50 million back in March of this year. Um, that's an interesting number. But uh, as you guys know, we, we covered Mike Gill, which is another interesting uh, number and note. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead, Shady. Uh, we read the word for word. The Gateway Pundit, we read it word for mm-hmm. word uh, with everything that they said. And then we're going to allow, we found the, this was a month ago, September 15th, roughly, a little over a month ago. Uh, this was a round table uh, with Nicole Wallace. It's MSNBC's Nicole Wallace uh, with prosecutors Andrew Weissman and Mary McCord prosecuting Donald Trump. Um, it's called the the 92nd Street Y uh, in New York. That's the name of the, um, the organization that's uh, doing it. Uh, let's just go ahead without any further ado. Let's go ahead and just watch it. Uh, listen for the parts where she says, I'm um, uh, again, uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're over General Flynn's feelings or something like that. Um, that will come from the uh, lady in the green here. Uh, but let's listen and watch the full thing um, about um, Andrew Wiseman, Mary McCord, and Nicole Wallace. So we're just going to watch it independently and uh, play it for you guys. Here it is. This is what General Flynn is suing about. I think everybody needs to see it. Here we go.
8: Have any of you seen Sliding Doors, my favorite movie ever? I mean, the Sliding Doors piece of it is you're already investigating Mike Flynn, right? Don't you already have Flynn on a wiretap with Kislyak? So, I mean, like, isn't this, so you're like, hey, here's the binders, Ma- we're on to you. I mean, what was that
1: like? Wait, Mary, wait, Mary's, like,
9: yeah. this is a have perfect thing. Have
1: you talked thing. about this before? No. So, um well she's
9: we have not talked about it no. like but this is yeah. perfect.
1: Now we were not telling that to the landing team. Um, the landing team was frankly coming coming in before a lot of that became public and I can I can speak about things publicly because the report the FBI report of my interview with the Mueller investigation about this whole thing is now public, so uh, I reread it today so that I wouldn't say anything that was not public. But you know, it came to the FBI's attention. They were about to close down their investigation of Mike Flynn when Mm -hmm. they learned about these calls he had with the Russian ambassador, um, Sergei Kislyak, and the concern. Nobody
8: ever lies to anyone that isn't Russian. Just, just,
1: just, uh, keep going. (laughs) Um, So this is December, right? Right. Well, this is when the calls took place, but I learned about them at the beginning of January uh, when uh, Andy McCabe at the FBI called me um, and said they were concerned because some of you may remember that um, uh, one of the things that... President Obama did at the end of his term was issue sanctions against Russia for the hacking and the interference in our election because even before the Mueller investigation, there was a very, very significant intelligence community assessment of Russia's interference in our election. And some of those sanctions included expelling 35 Russian diplomats from the US. Um, And the calls that uh, we became aware of that Mike Flynn, who was going to be the incoming national security advisor to Trump, those calls took place right on those dates uh, of, of when Russia decided they weren't going to do any retaliation, and everything was kind of surpr Everyone was kind of surprised. Why wasn't Russia going to retaliate when we kicked 35 of their diplomats out of the country? Well, as we know now, uh, which has been publicly revealed you know, Mike Flynn was having conversations, basically saying, just chill, uh, Trump's coming, you know, don't take any drastic action now, I won't get any more detail to that. So why do we care about this? Well, we care about this because obviously, you know, it is troublesome that before his administration's even in office, he's having these conversations, but what became even worse was that when some of this leaked and it was reported by the Washington Post, um, Vice President Mike Pence went on national television, the, uh, Sean Spicer went on national television and said, we've talked to Flynn, he did not talk to Kislyak about uh, these sanctions. We've talked to him and he says he didn't. Well, we're sitting there going, that's not true. We know what he said, we know he talked about it, we know he brought them up. It wasn't like he could have forgotten that they were talking about, you know, other things, and he forgot that that this was mentioned. He's the one who started the conversation. So our concern then was, um, the Russians know that those conversations took place. So they now either think that the national security adviser is willing to lie to the vice president of the United States, or. Then my, the vice president is in on it with the National security advisor and covering up for Russia and so they have, so they have compromised they're, they're compromised so and what do you do well that's what
8: because <laughs> like this I mean here's and I and I'll I'll explain why I came back to this I think the two active federal criminal cases against Donald Trump deal with election interference, and Trump is a national security risk. My experience in covering Trump for eight years is there are no new Trump stories. I wake up every day and I open the New York Times app as soon as my eyes are on blurry, and they all fall into the same categories of Trump cheating in elections, or just Trump cheating, and Trump in Russia. All of them. So, so, tell me, so here's another thing. It's not in the binder, really, what you do when the incoming national security advisor He's is not in the award, binder.
1: Right? So, what do you yeah. do? I mean, we had discussions because we've learned about this actually even before transition, and we had discussions about who do we even call? We're not even sure who is the right person to <laughs> tell this to, right? Um, and we had some disagreements with the FBI about what we thought that it was necessary to, to you know. Um, once transition did occur, we thought it was necessary to, to alert someone over there. And so um, some, really kind of bizarre things happened while we were still the Department of Justice and FBI trying to work out the approach without telling anybody, and this won't surprise you, Jim Comey sent over some agents to interview Mike Flynn. I'm and, shocked. Uh, shocked, yeah. And I was sitting in a meeting with the acting Attorney General, Sally Yates, and we were actually talking about you know, who should we contact over at the White House to give them a defensive briefing, let them know that this is what had happened, and she got on the phone to call Jim Comey to say, Jim, we're gonna go over and we're gonna talk to him. And Jim said, I just sent two agents over to interview Mike Flynn right now. Um, and so we were not happy about that because there's protocols. It's not that they shouldn't interview him, but when you have an FBI agents interviewing the national security advisor at the White House, you, you talk to the general counsel, uh, the White House counsel about it. You work this out. You talk to the Department of Justice about it. Um, just, just so
9: everyone knows the FBI, um, it likes to, say it's an autonomous component, but the, um which is like a, you know, to, cause it likes to think it's independent, but the FBI is a part of the Department of Justice. So the FBI so director- independence
8: is like in spirit. Yes. But right? it's, it's a, on the same team as yes, the department. Exactly. And reports like, to the Deputy Attorney a, General a, and the Attorney General.
9: Right, exactly, that's what, the point. Just
8: cause he's not here, what, what would Comey's defense of the move be?
9: <laughs> there is no defense. <laughs> I mean, Mary and I are sort of like, you know, we famously agree on everything, but you know, on Jim Comey, we are like, there's In no daylight. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, so. There's there's no defense for that. I mean, you report you report to the deputy attorney general and the attorney general. Um, I don't think with Jim, it particularly helped that they were women. Um, I think he would have done it anyway, but I don't think that just. I just don't think that's was particularly. Useful fact for his staying in the chain of command. Um, and Can we
8: also just what happens there is that Flynn lies to yes. the FBI agents, yeah. which is why he ultimately yes. gets well, prosecuted
9: for lying right. to the FBI. And that was Pete Struck, and mm-hmm. and they didn't go there with that in, at all. Right. As they sort of are trying to get him to tell the truth because they know. I mean, Mary can't say this, but like, let's just say the conversation that somebody has with somebody who's in a, a, a Russian in this country who's you know who's an ambassador let's just say there might be a very good chance that that's recorded. Um, so, we spy
8: on those kind of people. Yes I yes. mean
9: it's it's what's called um, uh, there's certain types of uh, electronic surveillance that are called establishment ones where um, you know every every country does that mm-hmm. it's just part of the spycraft.
8: Let, let me just ask this one question that's never made sense to me Mike Flynn would have known that we would have been recording Sergey Kislyak why does he lie?
1: this is what has boggled my mind, right? Like he's, he, he's been in national security his whole career. And so the, the sort of the chutzpah of having the conversations that, that he had was, was pretty amazing. But you know, I don't think I'm going out on a limb there. He's changed a lot over his career. (laughs) Um, and I think,
9: I I mean, I think that's we've talked this. I think Mike, Flynn, I mean, there's a reason, you know, uh, President Obama famously is one of the things that he told Trump during the transition was basically to warn him to say, whatever he was, Mike um, Flynn was, into leading an, an agency that was important, he's not that anymore. My limited experience with him, you probably had more, was, I mean, something's, something's off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, sometimes you meet it's someone way off even
1: since then that you yeah. can
9: just tell just if you meet him something's not right, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean there's some issue, mm-hmm. and so that's the only yeah, sort I think of he
8: post worrying about his feelings, right? I mean, he plotted the insurrection, mm-hmm. and he still uh, is there. pardoned, mm-hmm. and uh, he, you we know, is still absolutely. Right, we, I mean, right. he's,
9: he admitted right. twice to committing a crime, right. and then his defense when he withdrew it was that I lied to the federal judge when I said I was guilty. Twice. So that, so he, exactly. So I both admitted to underlying crimes, which by the way, he did. And then said I committed perjury, which was, well, I mean, it was just. Yeah. And, you know,
1: but, and by the way, he does that change of heart when he gets a new attorney. Guess who? Sidney Powell, ring a bell. So I, okay. I've heard so of I <laughs> want to use this
8: as the as pivot to the two federal cases against Donald Trump. Um, and I'd love for you to go back and, and share anything about you and Sally. I feel like that's the scene out of a movie. You and Sally is <laughs> going over to the White House, which um, you have to work into an answer. But I. I, I, <laughs> I,
9: I or another I, episode of
0: the
1: podcast. Is it? We
8: should is it. Is going to be a it. whole episode?
0: We should Well, actually, to
8: answer that, what was that? let see, were yeah. you guys like, get in a so car and you're like. Yeah. They,
0: they kind of really don't go too much further. They kind of stop right there. But very interesting commentary. I don't know. I'm not making any judgments, but I think that we need to listen to everything, watch everything, listen to everyone. Shady Groove, I don't want to say too much about this because there is a lawsuit on this right now, um, but it is very interesting to say the least.
2: I, I think it's very, very interesting, and and they were uh, they spoke for themselves. You can see clearly there what they have to say and uh, their, the way that they remember the events, and I kind of found that pretty interesting, the way that they organized that to uh, speak about it.
0: You know, and if you read this book as well, there's some corroborating things that they said. I don't know, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. You be the judge, guys. The The questions are okay. To ask questions are okay. Um, but you see what he's suing about here is is very interesting uh, to me. And, uh, you know, wish him luck. I mean, we wish him luck. And, and you know, I just wanted to show it to you guys uh, for your own edification because nobody else is going to report on this. They're just going to, blindly you know blindly skip over skip over so we reported it right. um so you guys uh you know take a look at that i think it's interesting uh you know we've got to be very careful with you know how we approach this um but when when we're a news organization like we are we report the news and this is news this is big news uh, he's suing the government for 50 million. He was suing CNN for 100 million. And hes I'm not sure what the number amount is that he's suing for uh, MSNBC, uh, Andrew Weissman, and Nicole Wallace uh, and MSNBC. I'm not sure what that is, but that's very interesting to say the least. Shady, what else do we got going on?
2: Well, I mean, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on right now with everything that's happening overseas and all of this melee calling on war. I mean i think that right now that if anything we need to be putting our uh, egos in our back pocket and we need to be recognizing the idea of what it is what kind of can of worms that we are opening yeah uh, yesterday we struck targets in syria and it looks like it's escalating today with israel moving in more tanks and troops into gaza i just like to reiterate because it doesn't seem like anybody ever talks about this there are over forty thousand christians in Gaza, everybody amongst the Palestinian population. There's about 40,000 Christian people. And uh, interestingly enough, those people are isolated and uh, usually worshiping in secret and not really very good friends with Hamas or any of the other people like that. So um, I have a sneaking suspicion that things are getting ready to get really, really bad in Palestine here in the next few days.
0: Yep, 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 yep. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're following that. You know, everybody's reporting on it as well. You know, we've got Donald J. Trump leading in the polls. We've got his election uh, campaigns. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we've got people running against Donald J. Trump, which is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I want to play this. Uh, this is a year after, I believe it's, it would be his cousin, uh, JFK Jr., died. Uh, in a plane crash and you know there's been you know conspiracy theories surrounding that as to who might be responsible for that technology that possibly uh, ended JFK jr's life we don't know we're just asking questions but uh, let's let's watch this from the year 2000 one year after uh JFK jr passed away let's watch this check it out
10: New Yorkers come from everywhere. The best people from all over the country in every walk of life gravitate towards New York. We've produced the leaders that have articulated a vision for America of a community of all kinds of different people who go together because we share a value. It is against everything we stand for as a state to say that you can't participate in public life in this state because you weren't born here. We should be proud in our state that we've gotten somebody of the quality and the timber and the character Timber. Hillary Clinton new yorkers
2: come from timber shady i'm calling timber Mm -hmm. you guys remember that
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i do so you know who funds rfk jr i mean wouldn't we want to know that uh so this is uh this is the tweet guys i'm going to drop the tweet in. you can uh go share it with people you know once you're an independent you're always an independent guys or a democrat excuse me So this is the next tweet. Who funds RFK Jr.? Shady, meet RFK Jr.'s eclectic, ragtag donor army threatening Biden and Trump in 2024. Rockefeller? What? Make no mistake, a Democrat in independence clothing is still a Democrat. So this is RFK Jr., Washington Examiner, uh, from October 26, 2023. uh, And it shows you uh, that you're basically... Let me just uh, quit that... uh, you know, I just got all this other stuff on here. Uh, Kennedy's son of the late Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Kennedy Jr., right? Nephew of President John F. Kennedy Jr., both assassinated, declares an independent October 9th. Uh, and the survey released Monday found Biden and former President Trump tied 37 percent with 22, 2024 vote with Kennedy nabbing 13 percent in a hypothetical matchup. It hurts Trump, guys. Period. Understand this. On a two-on-two basis, voters who expressed support for Kennedy, an anti-vaccine activist, which he kind of really isn't, said that he'd typically vote for the GOP. Uh, quote, he's only been an independent candidate now for two weeks and and change, and so one thing to watch for is whether Republican money is going to dry up, Kyle Kondik, managing editor of the University of Virginia, said. Um, among political strategists who spoke with the Washington Examiner, Kennedy is not views, uh, viewed as a serious threat to become president, but rather a thorn in the side of both both, both parties and would pull votes from generally uh, dis, disaffected by mainstream politics. Kennedy, quote, is clearly tapping into the electorate that is feeling increasingly frustrated, according to Chris Martin, vice president of the Republican consulting firm Look Ahead Strategies. Uh, money doesn't lie. Uh, between July and September, Kennedy raked in an impressive $8.7 million in campaign dom- donations. That's $470,000 more than third-quarter Hall for ex-United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, who at 8.3% of the polls, third among Republican presidential hopefuls during that same period. It's also $758,000 more combined than the contributions to both uh, Senator Tim Scott and former VP Pence whose campaigns have struggled to gain traction so why are the faces who are so who are the faces shady helping keep the lights on for the Kennedy campaign well one is Timothy Mellon that's also a bloodline a Republican megadonor and ex-chairman of the transportation holding corporation Pan Am Systems Mellon the grandson of the banking tycoon Andrew Mellon gave five million dollars in April to American values 2024 a super PAC supporting Kennedy. Campaign finances uh, disclosed show the billionaire on September 20th poured $3,300 into Kennedy's campaign. Another is Galvin de Becker, uh, a billionaire security specialist who has worked on behalf of Bezos, Madonna, Michael G. Fox, Barbara Streisand, and John Travolta, the Kennedy allied PAC pocketed $4.5 million from April to June from DeBecker and second most given to the committee other than Mellon's transfer. Kennedy's campaign was also cut a $3,300 check from DeBecker in March. Disclosures show. Abby Rockefeller, Shady Grove, is also liking uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Abby Rockefeller is the great-granddaughter of John D. Rockefeller and longtime donor to left-wing causes sent $100,000 in May to American values 2024. Rockefeller and her husband husband writer writer Lee Halperin, have helped fund socialist conferences, newspapers and even democrat socialists of America. There you have it, shady group. Democrat Socialists of America back RFK Jr. Shady Oh yeah, so he's MAGA,
2: right? You know, so we can like re- we can really make really make that easy jump that uh, RFK Jr. is just like his dad, and he's going to stand up against them. And oh, look at the way that they're treating him—they're treating him exactly the way that they treat Donald Trump. Pull back from that. All of that is nonsense. It's a show. It's theater. They are interjecting him so that he pulls people from Donald Trump, and MAGA people are falling for it.
0: <laughs> and uh, independent broadcasters are falling for it, too, Shady Grove, in our movement.
2: Yeah, they are. They've been promoting him for months now, thinking that it's some sort of alternative. How, how long ago did this whole thing start to say RFK Jr. is going to be uh, Donald Trump's vice end? Neither of them have any interest whatsoever in that being the
0: case. Yeah, uh, you cut out vice president. Yeah, they ever, there is the RFK Jr. Uh, for VP. Yeah, no, not going to happen, guys. Not going to happen. Do uh, you, you know he's probably compromised, Shady? People forget this one. Here's another one. Check this out. RFK's sex diary, his secret journal of affairs. Yikes. Robert F. Kennedy's journals, full of mistresses and, and Catholic guilt. The Post also exclusively revealed RFK's secret slams against Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and Governor Cuomo, and an insight in his days full of celebrities, yachts, and falcons. Robert Kennedy grappled with what he called the biggest defect my lust demons, while keeping a scorecard of more than two dozen conquests, according to his secret diary. The thick red journal was found near the home by his wife, Mary Richardson Kennedy, who, distraught over their impending divorce and Kennedy's serial philandering, committed suicide last year. And this was uh, from 2013. A copy of the 398 pages reviewed by the Post details Uh, RFK Jr.'s daily activities, speeches, political activism, and the lives of his six children in the year 2001. But they also record the names of women with with numbers from 1 to 10 next to each entry. And this is what the diary looks like right here, Shady Grove. There it is. (sighs) So a picture of the diary. Uh, The code corresponds to sexual acts with 10 meaning Intercourse, Mary told the confidant. Uh, there are 37 will, m- women named in the ledger, 16 of whom get tens. On th- November 13, 2001, he re- records a triple play. Uh, the separate encounters, code 10, 3, and 2, occur the same day he attended the black F- uh, tie fundraiser at Waldo Forstoria for Christopher Reeves' charity, where he sat next to the paralyzed Superman star magi- uh, and magician David Blaine and comic Richard Belzer. Uh just very interesting, shady. That you know everybody's got a seedy, seedy past here, shady Grove. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because again,
2: this is another lead-in. This is a very similar uh, lead-in to what you guys all know to be the Biden corruption—the things that they utilize against the candidate to control them. So here again, you can see that. So the puppet masters have control over RFK Jr. because of his skeletons that are in his closet, and uh, but but he can stand up against them better than Trump. You see how that dynamic doesn't play out? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever he is under their thumb he is on their puppet string and he is doing what he is told to do which is go out there and create absolute chaos for both campaigns but mainly for trump
0: mhm yeah so uh too many skeletons uh not independent still a democrat still a democrat socialist guys he loved bernie sanders as well uh, i think we need to move on from rfk junior folks oh trump, so you don't
2: 2024. think 2024 So you don't think that you don't think our, our Patriots need to go out there and be switching their party alliances so that they can support RFK. I'll just say no, Joe. (laughs) 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 Very well then.
0: Yeah. So that's a little bit about what happens as well. We've got some more breaking news too, Shady. I, you know, as we look at you know patterns and you know people's past as well. I want to. I've been seeing a lot of articles uh, comparing the January 6th riot to the Brooks Brothers riot, Shady. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So what is the Brooks Brothers Riot? So the Brooks Brothers Riot was a demonstration led by Republican staffers at a meeting of election canvassers in Miami-Dade County, Florida, on November 26, 2000, during a recount of votes made during the 2000 uh, United States presidential election, with the goal of shutting down the recount. After demonstrations and acts of violence, local officials shut down the recount early. This had the effect of ensuring that the December 12th safe harbor deadline set by the Title III of the United States Code could not be met, guaranteeing that George W. Bush would win the 2000 election. The name referenced uh, the protesters' corporate attire, described by Paul Giggett uh, in an editorial for Wall Street Journal as 50-year-old white lawyers with cell phones and Hermes ties. Differentiating them from the local uh, citizens concerned about vote counting. Many of the demonstrators were Republican staffers. Both Roger Stone, both Roger Stone and Brad Blad Blakeman take credit for managing the riot from a command post, although their accounts contradict each other. Republican New York Representative John E. Sweeney gave the signals that started the riot, telling the aide to shut it down. Uh so do we see Is a pattern re- here at all? <laughs> He, where oh, was his command center was it in a, a hotel room it's what they
2: talked about didn't they say that on
0: tape I don't know but here's Roger Stone in a where hotel you room wait uh, to see what I, I got know, coming so.
2: thank, thank you, you.
0: wait to That's That's you. Been great. Well, you see what I, I got, what got coming wait to see what I got coming I don't know guys <laughs> I just have questions I don't have the answers you guys figure it out Um, But I think uh, we've got a problem and we need to decouple because Donald Trump fired Roger Stone. We need to understand that this has nothing to do with Donald J. Trump shady group, period. I think that's the big takeaway.
2: I think that's the big takeaway in all of this is we need to separate these personalities from who Donald Trump is and what it is that Donald Trump is doing. You do not have to be a fan of anybody to support Donald Trump. All you have to do is be a fan of Donald Trump. And that's really all you need to know. You need to follow him. You need to support him and we need to speak up in our, in our own circles for him, instead of whenever people are mocking him or making fun of him or doing this or doing that, or saying this. You need to interject. Oh, well, really? Well, that's interesting because, uh, you know, if uh, they put a gag order on you and, you know, personalize it with people, let them understand that this plight that Donald Trump is going through right now is theirs. It belongs to each and every American, whether they like it or not, he's standing up for freedom of speech and he's standing up for innocent until proven guilty. And none of these other people are doing that. They're standing up for themselves, in my opinion. They're standing up for their own personalities, their own pocketbooks. In my opinion, Donald Trump is the only one that went up there, kicked him in the teeth for like four years, flat, didn't take a dime from them, became less wealthy during the time that he was there, and interestingly enough looks better than ever <laughs> Jeff
0: yeah. yeah, it does, and you know if you don't think you know it looks like Donald J. Trump is now posting uh polls, Shady Groove, let's just uh quickly go through those. Uh, this is one that he put up. Let me just make it a little smaller so we can get it. on un- Oh, my gosh. Why does it do that? I tell ya. There you. go. Uh, maybe I have it. To- okay. So this is the Tennessee poll. President Trump and Biden plus 31. If you put in RFK Jr., he's only plus 25. Do you see what's happening here, guys? This is what's happening to your president. And if you are, you know, all about Kennedy Jr., please unsubscribe because it's hurting your president. The one that we need to get back, 52 plus 13 plus uh, 49 uh, plus 15. So this one does help uh, Trump on this one. So let's, you know, we just need to keep an eye, you know, an eye on these numbers, guys. Kennedy 18 percent, Trump plus four with Kennedy in only plus two. You see what's happening. Okay, Uh, and it's not going to happen in every case, but we need to understand what's really happening to your president. The president of the united states that needs to get back into office 2024 is the year of president donald j trump shady group it's got to be
2: and, but you know uh this this is all preliminary stuff but what you're seeing is an outlier what you're seeing is or is is a a predicate or a trend line that is starting to occur in these different states where uh he'll be uh, donald trump is 45 points without kennedy in the race then he drops down to 40 41 39. This is going to be a, uh, a, a trend line that goes through the, the election, and that's the reason that we are. Uh, th- that's the reason that we are adamantly against RFK Jr. because the guy is representative of Democrats. It's not about the personality. It's not about the family. It has to do with his politics, and it has to do with his policies and what he would introduce, and who he is, and how could he stand up against the machine? Let's say that he were there to stand up against the machine that is the deep state. How would he fare against it with stuff like this that we've been discussing over the last few weeks in his past? He wouldn't, he isn't, he's controlled by them already. And that's the point that we're
0: trying to make. Lena says, anyone can say anything you want to hear. Trump showed us by his actions and not words. We have a proven track record with Donald J. Trump guys. It's that simple. It's that simple, guys. And why would they want to indict him every time he's leading in the polls? Why do they want to bring somebody in uh, that could harm his chances? A bloodline like Robert Mm -hmm. Kennedy Jr., guys. Uh, Alex Jones is adamantly saying that, no, it's only going to hurt Biden. Uh, Biden already hurt himself. We don't need it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like literally you don't need any help taking down Biden. Donald Trump does not need any help doing this, everybody. The only reason Biden got 81 million votes in 2020 was because of COVID. And everyone can't really get their mind around that to understand that these people are not going to be able to introduce COVID again. They're going to try, but it's not going to work. And it's going to create such a boomerang effect backlash against the establishment that it's going to escalate. Donald Trump's run for president in 2024 and all these other people are literally in the end going to be falling one by one to him as we
0: move through it. That's right. And we're going to do a quick segment. Biden's political opposition court. Boom. All right, so we're going to report a little bit on what's going on with Donald J. Trump, Shady Groove. Uh, What we've got right now is it it looks like Trump is ready to turn the tables on the DOJ intelligence community for foreign interference in the 2016 and 2020 elections in the January 6th case. Um, you're, it's uh, going to be a little small, but this is a court filing president Trump's, uh, CIPA notice and objection for authorization deletions of classified information on October 26, 2023, president Trump's counsel provided to the classified information security offer for submission to the court and service on counsel a notice pursuant to uh cipa section 5 and an opposite objection to redactions in certain classified discovery produced by the special counsel's office at the beginning of this month the special counsel's office argued that the classified discovery issues in this case are limited tangent uh tangential narrow and incidental because the charges do not rely on classified materials doc let me just see i can't make that yep can't really make it bigger guys sorry Uh, Doc 65 at one through the CIPA's fives notice President Trump demonstrates that quote the government appears to have looked with tunnel vision at limited issues it believes were relevant United States versus it cites a case. The office was wrong. The indictment in this case adopts classified assessments by the Intel community and others that minimized and at times ignored efforts by foreign actors to influence and interfere with the 2020 election. President Trump will offer classified information at trial relating to foreign influence activities that impacted the 2016 and the 2020 elections, as well as efforts by his administration to combat those activities. President Trump will also present classified documents or information relating to the bias and politicized nature of the intelligence assessments that he and others rejected during the events in question. Collectively, this evidence will undercut central theories of the prosecution and establish that President Trump acted at all times in good faith and on the belief that he was doing what he had been elected to do.
2: Wow little bit of pushback there that we're finally getting bringing up to the forefront. Like I really, you know, like the, the, this whole thing, the only way they're even able to do this is because of exactly what that said, the tunnel vision or the omission of ex- exculpatory evidence that shows that, that Donald Trump didn't do the things that he has done, the things that they're accusing him of. This is all theater. This is Joe Biden's court because Joe Biden is losing to Donald Trump in the polls.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy, isn't it?
2: And no one will stand up for him. You know, no, no, nobody within the system. If, if you're not noticing that, you're not seeing any of these lawyers come forward. You're not seeing any of these pundits or talking heads on TV coming forward and defending Donald Trump in an unbelievably unjust uh, prosecution that's going on. He keeps calling it a persecution, and it is a persecution. You have went through literally decades and decades and decades of them telling you that there cannot be a case brought against a former president for any reason, no matter what can go through war crimes, Vietnam, Iraq, kill as many people as they want lie, cheat and steal their way to get American people to go over there and shed their blood and life and treasure. And no one can hold them to account. But Donald Trump thinks that somebody stole that election and my goodness sure can hold him to account. All of a sudden, I mean, you know, didn't really hold push or didn't really hold Al Gore to account for challenging that 2000 election. Did they Jeff?
0: mm-hmm yeah pretty wild isn't it oh, wow. um, group. we got we got a headline in the new york times today trumpism is running the house guys uh so Freeze! this is very interesting <laughs> i think that's great <laughs> there, there they are uh there's the pepe in the background thank you for that and i appreciate it um but guys i'm telling you you know they are freaking out this is uh joe uh, scarborough uh I believe it was this morning or yesterday. Let me just double check here, continue back to main continue. How do I get out of here?
2: The back button <sighs>
0: <laughs> these stupid oh, ad blockers that are there all right, so here we go. let's check this out uh there might be an ad, so I'm going to talk about it so m s n d n d n c
6: you know uh Ralph, here it it is. Is interesting talking about Mitch McConnell that You really do have three parties in Washington, D.C. You've got the House Republicans. You've got the Senate Republicans, who are more institutionalists, whether people like their policies or not. And then you have the Democrats. And with Mitch McConnell and, you know, John Thune and Barrasso and the leadership there, there are two other institutionalists, who again, you know, John Roberts is like the ultimate institutionalist. People may not like on the left how how he, he rules, but institutions come first for the most part. Um, and and that's the thing about the Senate. I the Republicans, uh, just like radicals uh, of the late 1960s and radicals <laughs> in revolutionary France, they want to tear down every institution. They want to tear down the military they want to tear down the fbi they want to tear down american academia tear down the college campuses i mean they've done everything but like go into college professors uh, i mean president's offices and take over offices at columbia they are the anti-institutionalists they are the radicals that are the antithesis of what edmund burke and russell kirk said conservatives should be but we're actually we're gonna be looking at Republicans in the Senate now, regardless of whether we agree with everything they say or not, as the institutionalists that have to hold this thing together.
7: And if they don't, God knows where we'll end up. I mean, we're talking about a speaker that has the power to try and I, I agree with Amanda and want to throw it back to her, uh, that he can disrupt just the process of necessary legislation next year just by how he conducts business as the speaker and and i i uh, wonder if we are going to see biden trump uh uh fight too uh in terms of a rematch well what happens if it's a close election he's the speaker will he try to stop the certification if trump loses again we can answer that question right now we already has. we need to raise that we need to let america know the January 6th won't be outside this time if this guy... Why, why do you think Trump fought
6: Immer so much? Because he didn't go along with the lie. The conspir- so yeah, the, I mean, these things are, are decided in the House, Willie. So Donald Trump has his guy. He has the anti-democracy guy sitting in the Speaker's chair. I mean, I saw some press <laughs> conference, just a clip where... A reporter asked a question, but uh, he started screaming. Yeah. Yep. What are, I, I, I actually I almost said a word that I've said on this air a couple of times. I'll just say, what fools? Who do they think we are? Who do they think <laughs> America, Americans are? Mad. They're all election deniers up there. And they're mad at the press for bringing up the fact that Donald Trump now has his tool to move us towards an autocratic state.
0: That's Big Johnson, guys.
6: Democratic elections don't matter. He's already done it. He led the charge to overturn a presidential election. So yeah, we know what's going to happen. And we know all of these presidential elections end up in the House. Donald Trump's thinking, I got this.
3: And election denialism has been so normalized and accepted as part <laughs> of our Republican culture. Yeah, yeah. Election <laughs> <and>, denialism. <laughs> That when a simple question is asked based on your history, new Mr. Speaker, do you believe Joe biden's the president of the United States? The reporter is booed, literally booed by members of Congress. See, One woman standing next.
0: This to- is this is where you you get the the issue. You know, do you believe Joe Biden is the president of the United States? The answer is is yes, he does. But it was done by uh, election interference and election manipulation, guys. There's a problem. We've got a problem with our election system. We've seen it. We saw the mules. We saw the the votes change right in front of our eyes after, you know, we went to sleep. Donald Trump's winning, and then he's losing with all these Joe Biden votes coming in, in the middle of the night. If that's a, if that's me questioning the election as an American citizen, there are problems. And we need to get to the bottom of it. And for them to keep running their mouths saying election denialism is crazy, shady. There is a problem. There's a problem, and we need to fix it. We need to fix 2020, and we need to fix for 2024, Shady. <laughs> the problem would be the graph.
2: You remember the graph? You know, the graph has, like, got a nice, nice, smooth, curving arc, and it's coming around to about, what, 12, 30, 1 a.m., and it goes straight up for <laughs> 300,000 yeah. votes. Like, literally, I've never <laughs> seen anything like it in my whole entire life, and they, they didn't have any embarrassment in publishing that, but you can – If you remember being younger, once, once one candidate falls so far behind and about 50 or 45% of the vote has been counted, you can clearly see that there's no way that they can catch up unless they get a whole bunch of ballots that none of them are voting for the alternative party. And then you can get a straight up spike on a chart as all of these votes come in in the middle of the night. And you're not supposed to even notice that if. You're not supposed to notice it. that's one thing if you notice it. but if you actually come out and start to speak about it and proclaim that this doesn't seem right, then you're a nutball conspiracy guy and you are at all not at all associated with uh, Kamala Harris or any of the other clo uh, voucher or any of the other Democrat election deniers. You're some ragtag rogue bunch of uh, hicks that doesn't know anything about politics.
0: Are you what? <laughs>
2: that's exactly what they want you to
0: think oh my gosh and remember Shady uh, my account the uh, in the matrix on twitter uh, found you know the dominion stuff and how they can use uh, the magic uh, remember that with Bev Smith's research uh, there are mm-hmm. problems they can change the vote guys and we've covered that maybe that's one of the reasons why this account was you know what do you call it did you just mention Mary Fanning no, no, <laughs> we can. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said Dominion. Uh, I, I made a connection. There's weird.
0: I did actually mention Mary Fanning and her husband. Actually, mm. uh, and that's mm-hmm. uh, sad for you know s- some things out there. You know th- this is sad because you know uh, this whole movement was infiltrated, shady, uh, and you know the Mary Fanning connection to Dominion. Go Google it. Go look at her, the husband's name. Go find out. And I'm very, you know, saddened for Mike Lindell, uh, because it's hard to, you know, to grasp grasp it, guys. It's hard to grasp it. It's hard to believe people will be willing to do such things, is
2: I think maybe what yeah. you're trying to correct get through there. Yeah.
0: So I wanna uh tank uh tank tank tanch Tanchen, thank you. Glad to see you guys are digging for the truth. I've seen many podcasts out there. Hang on, I just lost it uh i've seen uh truth okay so glad to see you guys are digging for the truth in your reporting i've noticed a lot of freedom movement podcast certain ridiculous narratives spreading coming from the same source psyop yes uh and it is the same source and we reported them in our number one you noticed that (laughs) Ah, it It doesn't comes from the same source and thank yes, you for sir. that. The $20 rent. we are funded only by you and we are struggling because we're trying to give you guys the truth and we're being attacked by major networks. We're being, we were even named by what's her nut shady Groove. What's that crazy chick's space force name? What's her name again? Jan Halper Helper Hayes, Jan Tuna Halper. Mentioned us by name. <laughs> that hurt us, guys. We need your help. Thank you, Red Castles. We'll be back. Take a five-minute break. Shady, take it away. Stay tuned
2: for our number two of
0: the Matrix Groove Show, live on
2: Red State Talk Radio, coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. you hear me?
11: Can you hear me?
8: Wow, it's so soft
6: and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that?
7: Well, we took MyPillow's patented bill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented MyPillow to bring you the best pillow in history, MyPillow 2.0. Regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now.
4: Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver.
7: Website no purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to MyPillow.com now.
11: nothing
6: and be happy but this one is gonna make your modified mrna tingle
10: time lies presents greatest Schwabs, volume 15
6: a new world order in music
11: one two three four five all the unvaccinated are still alive a little bit of Pfizer in my arm. A little bit of BioNTech does no harm. A little Johnson Johnson does the trick. A little AstraZeneca so you don't get sick. It's booster number five. Let's talk about wax, baby! Let's talk about Doc Tog cheese. Let's talk about all the weird and counter side effects, maybe. Let's talk about wax. Let's talk about little Come and take the seventh shot. the seventh shot. This a little luck, you get my, 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 oh. Ma ma my ma. You, like you won't have to be pitch. With CBDC, you'll have all you need. With central currency, we just take your extra belts and your cash. And you can walk 500 steps, but not a single step more until the curfew activates and robot cops stand at your door. Just a small town boy drinking Genetically more that fights all oh, boy This ensures he doesn't co-create Please stop breeding. Stop we are almost 9 billion people Please stop believing right now Feed didn't start to fies up, we just made you take it, even if you hate
5: it. Greatest Schwab's,
6: Volume 15, now available on
12: Spotifyzer and MRN Apple Music.
11: All the Caterpillar taste like chicken eating vines, and bone taste just like a steak. Ain't nothing better than a deep-fried butterfly or oh, people to shake. Be sure to check the cricket mac nuggets out. They're almost as crunchy as worms. And chew your great hopper sandwich extra loud. Cause this is all you get. I don't care. Who you are? are you don't care what you want. You will eat the bugs. bugs. <laughs> uh,
0: there you go. Wow, Klaus Schwab. You <laughs> will world. Eat bugs. <laughs> Please stop breeding. <laughs> wow. I mean, all right. I, Thank, some- you. Thank you, Jeff. You kicked the
2: Biden has no brain right out of my head this morning.
0: (laughs) The truth is said in jest. I can play the Biden has no brain. What do you hear? Should we play it then, Shady?
2: (laughs) I'm telling you, you, it'll get right back in there. That was like I literally woke up this morning. uh, Biden has no brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We do have another song for the outro, you know. (laughs) All right. Let's see what happens. What happens, Shady Groove? Um, so we've got, uh, a thing going on, you know, we, we, uh, we did have the speaker of the house on Hannity last night. I don't know if you caught that. It's about 40 some odd minutes minutes. Um, there's some things I like that he said, and there's some things that I didn't like that he said, but as you know, you have to negotiate with everybody in order to get all the votes. Uh, so, you know, time will tell and actions will tell as well. Um, you know, I'm just, uh just Interested to see what happens, Shady Groove.
2: Well, I'm going to put my hat in the ring of uh, going along and seeing how the the guy does. I like to judge people on their actions, not on their words, or even their past deeds sometimes. I like to see what they do, and we judge it in real time. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ultra ultimately disappointed with everyone up there on the Hill, because it seems like everybody thinks that Israel or Ukraine are more important than you. And I am in, I'm, I'm an America first staunch advocate. Like that's uh, that's my politics. My politics are that we shouldn't be involved in any foreign wars. We shouldn't really even be involved in any foreign politics, but the uh, naysayers out there keep telling me that that's isolationism and that we can't possibly go forward like that. But as you look around in the world today, you might want to, uh, reconfigure the way you think about it, because it doesn't really seem like I want America to be like any other country that I've been able to point to
3: reconfigure.
0: Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, uh, last, uh, was it last night or let me just see what the date is on this, uh, 19 hours ago. Uh, Tucker on X came out with a really good one on Biden's crimes uh while backing the Ukrainian government as it throws priests in jail should be the most revealing. This is why our speaker of the House should send not one more penny to Ukraine, Shady Groove.
2: Yeah, and that was a that was a pretty good segment, wasn't it? All right, let's check it out. I
0: haven't watched it yet, so let's watch it together. What do you think? Let's do it. All right, let's see.
12: If you take three steps back, a lot of what's happening around the world seems like an attack on Christianity. Thanks to the Neocon Project, virtually the entire ancient Christian population of Iraq was eliminated. The U.S. government, under several presidents, has funded effectively the killing of Christians in Syria. And this continues throughout the Middle East and in Eastern Europe. In Ukraine, the most obvious example. The Ukrainian government has now banned an entire Christian denomination, and virtually no one in the United States has said anything about it. We thought it would be worth learning more. Bob Amsterdam is an attorney representing that denomination. He joins us now. Mr. Amsterdam, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Explain, if you would, to people who haven't been following this, what's the denomination, what's its status now, and why?
5: The Ukrainian Orthodox Church is the home of Orthodoxy in Ukraine. It's been around for a thousand years. Five years ago, the Ukrainian government in its wisdom set up uh, what is called an autocephalous church, an independent church, independent of Russian, any connection to the Russian canons and decided that that church should replace Place the spiritual home of Ukrainians. That church called the OCU has been engaged in an absolutely vicious, unlimited campaign to uh, steal uh, property, harass, intimidate, and, and jail clerics, uh, force conscription on believers, uh, act in a manner that is, is almost unbelievable in a civilized society. And they'll use the excuse that this church, which by the way, completely separated from Moscow in May of last year, is somehow connected to the Russian FSB. But based on the testimonies uh, I've reviewed, there seems to be little substance to this allegation. And in fact, there are other institutions in Ukraine, like the secret police, who have been far more infiltrated by Russia than this particular church. Yet there is a reason for it, and it's a sad reason. The politicians in Ukraine, including perhaps the president, want to take the populist vote of those behind this new church and therefore feel it is in their political interest to destroy this ancient branch of Christianity. And and I absolutely can tell you that the the damage that has been visited on the leadership of this church including five-year jail sentences for 75-year-old clerics just astound you that in the 21st century a country that wants to join the eu would ban a religion let alone an ancient christian form of that religion
12: and, and moreover, a country whose functions of government and national defense are effectively solely funded by the United States taxpayer. So the, I think Americans have an interest in this. And if you ask Christian leaders in this country, and, and I have, shouldn't we be concerned when the Ukrainian government, which we're all for apparently, is banning a Christian denomination? They just say, well, no, they're not really Christians. They're Russian agents. If you could respond to that well, in a little more detail.
5: You know, I'd be happy to because firstly, I carry no water for Putin. I'm banned from Russia. I defended one of Putin's biggest enemies. And it is very hard for this particular branch to obtain counsel because people are so afraid of being connected to Russia. We have mobilized so much hate and animosity towards Russia uh, that it is it is completely obscene. And there is a a huge pr ban on saying anything that is critical of the ukrainian government or president zelensky and as a result of that we fail to understand the context of internal ukrainian affairs and the the russian connection the allegation of fsb uh connections were it to be true the evidence against uh, these four uh, metropolitans would be substantive, and yet they're, they're painfully inadequate. Uh, the charges of one metropolitan who has 400 children he's adopted relates to hurting the feelings of other Christians or other denominations. I mean, these charges are on their face, political charges. So as, as an attorney who's operated in a bunch
12: of different countries over m- many decades, um, and you know, I, I would encourage people watching this to look up uh, your resume, I, I, I think it speaks for itself. Um, you're not an agent of the Russian government. Uh, how, it seems to me that it's, it's like prima facie unacceptable for a so-called Western liberal government to ban a religious denomination. It, I thought that was a traditional red line. If you're doing that, by definition, you're authoritarian.
5: Am I missing something? Tucker, not at all. There is no basis under the Ukrainian Constitution or under international law or the laws of war or Ukraine's own resolution in terms of limited rights during the war for the, began, for, for the banning of a religious denomination. And, you know, on our Departures podcast that we have, we actually have a lengthy interview where we explain all of this. This goes beyond anything acceptable. It's a violation of the EU charter. It's a violation of the Copenhagen criteria that the Ukraine would have to satisfy to enter the EU. This has nothing but a a Tammany Hall local political logic. And I have to tell you, frankly, I'm I'm a Jewish person. I do not understand how it is that Christian leaders are not up in arms, because I think Their silence on Ukraine is dangerous for Christian denominations throughout the world. And I'll tell you, part of the reason I'm doing that is because of my concern for Christian brothers and sisters and and what it means for them, that that we see raids on churches, we see violence, we see balaclava-covered individuals beating clergy, kidnappings. It is completely shocking. The UN has spoken out German experts on orthodoxy is, have spoken out. Many orthodox denominations don't recognize the quote, new state church that the Ukraine have set up. And it is shocking to me that a country such as the United States with, with strong Christian leadership, I fought, could allow this to go on. Because what the Ukrainians try to tell you is that it's the same religion, this OCU state church is the same religion, but in fact, my clients, the the church I represent, their prayers are in church Slavonic. Their liturgy is different. And and I can tell you as, as somebody who is not a youngster, were somebody to come into my church or synagogue and change the language and change the leadership, I would be horrified. Yes. There's nothing more intimate than one's relationship to his God. And this intervention for, callous political purposes is unacceptable. And it is shameful that not only Christian, but all leaders of all denominations have not spoken out against the Ukrainian government. Well, it does seem a little weird that it falls to a
12: Jewish lawyer from the U.S. to defend a Christian denomination, and bless you, sincerely bless you for that. But where is Russell Moore, the editor of Christianity Today? Where is the Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell? a purported Christian. I mean they're Look, backing this. What is that? Do you have any theory as to why this is happening?
5: Yes. Yes. The Ukraine lobby is immensely powerful. And uh there is a humongous ban on truth right now in the United States with respect to what's happening in Ukraine. Uh many of our leaders in the United States aren't even hearing this. It's the same in Europe. You cannot get through the, the massive uh, PR machine that the Ukrainians have put together. And, you know, I'm on their side. I, I am absolutely pro-Ukraine in terms of the devastation they've suffered as a result of the yes. war. But why that is being channeled against my clients, the Holy Synod, men who are dedicated to God, and their, their followers who, let me be frank, are the most devout part of the Ukrainian populace. Why these innocents are being persecuted in this way is, is beyond my comprehension. Probably because they are the most devout. I, I have to say there's so few people of principle
12: left in our public conversation, and you're demonstrably one of them. I'm grateful for what you're doing and for telling us about it. Mr. Damstam, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Tucker Carlson on x shady Groove. very interesting so they're killing Christians shady Groove, and nobody's saying anything uh, all these reawakened tours all these Christians you know I uh it's just where, where is everybody shady
2: it's really absolutely disgusting whenever you consider what's really going on in Ukraine and the virtue signaling that's been going on and then the non really uh non-acknowledgement of the Christian uh, population there or the de- the demise of their churches or possessions. They have been uh, robbing churches. There mo- many of them that they've been taking everything that's not nailed down, and they've been doing that for months. And still, we don't have any real mo- motive or uh, 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 momentum here in America for uh, speaking up for the people that are there being absolutely obliterated by the state. There's the. This is a, this is a lot more directed at the Christian faith than a lot of people are willing to realize, whether it be Israel or
0: Ukraine. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting guys. Wow.
2: Wow. They want you virtue signaling for the, you notice, you notice all the people that virtue signal for the Muslim faith. And you notice all the people that virtue signal for the Jewish faith, but you really don't see a huge amount of people out there virtue signaling for the Christian
0: faith. Do you? No, I I don't. You know. it's it's interesting. And, it? and again, let's let's remind everybody that there would be no war if Donald Trump was in office.
2: There, we we wouldn't even be close to war. Nobody would even consider war because they would have no idea what the man would do with Joe Biden. That's they right. know exactly what he do. The feds tell him every morning.
0: <laughs> you mean <no> Obama? <laughs> oh biden
2: obama biden whatever i think it's the same thing
0: yeah oh biden it's crazy um it is crazy i'm trying to get to my profile here and then oh i know what i need to do okay um you know so did you guys see any of the um mike johnson interview i saw
2: a couple random clips from the mike johnson interview and uh uh, like i said a few of the different things kind of made me disturbed and a few of the things i really liked what he had to say
0: so let's uh listen to a little bit of it guys um because it's important to kind of understand him uh it looks like nobody really knows him but they voted for him uh there's another clip that i saw earlier today um and they were running around Do you know mike johnson's like well i met him but they don't really know him uh let's watch a little bit of this shady groove it's uh speaker mike johnson who pulled out a big win and uh, blew the Democrats away, Shady group
10: Let's go. Brand new Speaker of the House, his first interview. Mr. Speaker, how, good to see you, sir.
13: Thanks, Sean. Welcome to Capitol Hill.
10: All right. Two weeks ago, did you did you think? Have you gotten used to the word Speaker yet?
13: <laughs> I haven't, Sean. I've been in the job about forty eight hours now, and it's kind yeah. of surreal to be honest. I, I just want to say at the outset here. God be with the law enforcement officers that are handling that situation in Maine. Our our prayers uh, have been with the families of that tragedy. Everyone here in the House was dialed in on that all day, and it's really something. So um, just address that at the front end. It would be we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it
10: already, though. You're um, immersed in Democrats, and this happens with almost every shooting incident. The the immediate call by the left in this country. We need more gun laws. We need more legislation. What's your answer to that? At
13: the end of the day, it's the problem is the human heart. It's not guns. It's not the weapons. At the end of the day, we have to protect the, the right of the citizens to protect themselves and that's the Second Amendment. And that's why our party stands so strongly for that. I agree with the comments of, of your guests there. This is not the time to be talking about legislation. We're in the middle of that crisis right now. Uh, but I just want you to know and I want the American people to know. That all the members of the house here are deeply concerned about the families involved and everyone and we, we pray for the law enforcement officers that are doing that hard job tonight that most people do not have the uh, bravery to do
10: you talk about the human heart if somebody really wants to kill innocent people there's a lot of ways they can do it yeah. beyond using a gun yeah. um i'm sure this will become a bigger issue throughout the the, the days moving forward uh is there any any specific gun law that you would look at or any new legislation you would look at?
13: Well, been on the job for 48 hours, we'll see. I mean, there'll be lots of discussion as there are after these heartbreaking tragedies, but your point is well taken. I mean, you know, in Europe uh, and in other places, they use vehicles to mow down crowds at parades where they've done that here in the United States. It, it's it's not the weapon, it's the underlying problem. I, I believe we have to address the root problems of these things and mental health, obviously, as in this case, is a big issue and we've got to seriously address that as a society and as a government and, and there's lots of measures pending on that as well
10: you got a very warm welcome from the dnc they said you were a an anti-abortion MAGA extremist Mike Johnson, that was the, their first word. Welcome you. Well, oh, yeah, welcome, welcome to, the to the, your new job. Then they went on to say that you were the co-sponsor of insti- uh, to institute an extreme abortion ban. We'll get into detail nationwide. Uh, you want to cut Social Security and Medicare. And here's some free advice from Mike Johnson. And that is, uh, don't get comfortable. We've been here before. This is the same exact MAGA extremism that the American people, uh, have already rejected, and they will do it again. I thought that was the warmest welcome you could ever want from the Democratic How About party. that,
13: yeah, welcome to the job look they don't they don't know me. a lot of these people don't know me, and I, I think um if they would talk to some of my colleagues here, even on the other side of the aisle that have worked with me for the seven years that I've been on Capitol Hill, uh, they would tell them that those things are not true. Um, give me a chance let me let me have a chance to lead here, and you'll see what I'm really about.
10: Let me ask you because a lot of people don't know you, and before I get to some really heavy-duty questions issues of great national importance what do you want people to know about you um there were things about you that i learned in the lead up to this interview um i, I didn't know you didn't act legally adopt a, a young 14 year old but you basically adopted him it would have taken four years to finalize it um and he happened to be african-american and, and he was your first son and now you have four other children and you've got one of them well, this, this son was named Michael, the, your other 14-year-old is Jack. And you said some pretty deep, profound things that you think it is harder for your African-American son than your biological son in life. Are you saying that's institutional racism in the country? What were you referring to?
13: No, uh, it's, it's a reality, though, having raised two 14-year-old boys in, in America, in the state of Louisiana. Um, they had different experiences, um, and and I'm not so sure it was all about color, but it is about culture and society. Uh, Michael, the the our first, um, came from a really troubled background and had a lot of challenges. Jack, on the other hand, we was raised in our household from the time he was born, and it, it just struck me, uh, Sean, that it's a reality that you know there are different. Um, there are different paths in life, and people have lots of things they have to overcome, and so it, it gives you a lot of empathy. It allows you to see into the heart of people and really try to understand them better, and that 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 comes in handy in this arena because um, we're we're really expected to hate our uh, colleagues on the other side of the aisle and 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 beat them all the time as enemies, politically speaking. Um, But you have to recognize that this is a a system that was built upon disagreement. I mean, what the founders intended here in this legislative context is that we're going to come to the table with very different philosophical ideas and and core principles. And we have to arm wrestle over that and reach consensus to move the ball forward for the American people. That's what the system is built upon. And right now, people are going to their corners and they're refusing to talk. We've got to get over that.
10: I don't know how we reconcile a lot of these issues either believe in climate alarmism or energy independence how do you reconcile that how do you reconcile defund dismantle versus funding law enforcement and no bail laws versus bail laws right. how do you reconcile secure borders or sanctuary states or cities uh, very controversial issues yes. and I don't know where the middle ground is do you see it
13: there, there is uh, less and less middle ground over the over the Decades, the the parties have grown very far apart. There's a wide chasm now. You know, if you rewound back 40 or 50 years, there wasn't really a lot of difference between the Republican and Democrat parties. If you compared their platforms, there were nuances about policy, but they believed in the same things. They were trying to do what's right for the country. Um, You know, the allegation here about some of our colleagues is that's not really their agenda. Some of them really would like to uh, trade what we have for a European style socialist form of government. We know that that is uh, a terrible Uh, ideas, so we stand for our foundational principles. What what you have to do is get down to those core principles and and argue, debate with your colleagues, and use the facts. You know, show them the reality. Socialism is a dead end. Communism and Marxism are terrible things. It's been responsible for the deaths of tens of millions of innocent people over the 20th century alone, right? That is not the path we want to go down. America is different and we are exceptional because we stand on foundational principles. I, I said in my speech the other night that Was that last night? All my hours are running together (laughs) now.
10: I think it was yesterday. Yesterday,
13: um, I I talked about the core principles of American conservatism, and that's individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. And under under each of those, there would be subcategories. But that's what we stand for. I call them the core principles of American conservatism, but it's really the core principles of America itself. We're different, we're exceptional. The reason we're the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world is because that's what we stand for. And those values and those principles are under assault right now, and we have to defend them here every day with everything we have.
10: Let me ask you, you had a bipartisan briefing with President Biden, Hakeem Jeffries were there, other, other leaders were there. You got a phone call from President Biden. Um, tell us about it, how'd it go?
13: Well, I actually had a, a visit with the President at the White House today for about 15 minutes, or 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, the other parties were running late, so it was he and I sitting there together. Um, it was a meet and greet. Um, I'd only met him once before. Uh, it was cordial and pleasant. Um, I have no problem with, with uh, President Biden as an individual, right? You respect the office. It's a biblical admonition that you give honor where honor is due, and that's the, the honest, the respect that we have for the office. But he and I uh, disagree on almost no policy. So we didn't get into that too much today, Sean, but there'll be time for that in the days ahead. Is there
10: any one thing you can think of, policy, that you would say he's done a really good job on this or that? I can't.
13: I can't. I think it's been a failed presidency and all the problems, some of those that you've articulated already at the outset of the program here, uh, were caused by policy choices. And that's the problem I have with them. It's it's philosophical.
10: Look, um, I'm sure if you've ever seen my show, and I don't know, I didn't ask you if you've ever watched it. um, The president in my view, has been struggling cognitively. It's a significant decline that I see. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the tape, the interview that he gave a gaggle on Air Force One when he's flying back from Israel. After, by the way, a lot of allied nations did not want to meet with him, leaders did not want to meet with him, which I found to be a pretty big snub. Um, I don't know if you saw that tape. Do you see in Joe Biden a cognitive decline, and if so, is that a danger to the country?
13: I do. I think most of us do. That's reality. This is not a personal slight to him. It it has to do with with age and acumen and everyone's different. Everyone ages differently. Clearly, if you look at a tape of Joe Biden making an argument in the Senate Judiciary Committee a few years ago and you you see a speech that he delivers now, there's a difference. Um, Again, I mean, it's it's not a, a personal insult to him. It's just reality. And this is this is what's concerning to us, is that we, we, we cannot project weakness of any kind on the world stage right now. This is a dangerous time for all the things going on around the world. The world is a tender box. A strong America is good for the whole world, and we have to project strength. I mean, Reagan used to remind us all the time, it's peace through strength. If, if America shows weakness, mm-hmm. it invites aggression by our adversaries, and that's what you're seeing around the world. So... Uh, I think that's a really important thing to remember. And also, Sean, also remember, um, I, I've been watching your show since I can, as long as I can remember. Oh, I don't know, 25 years almost? I love
10: when people tell me, I've been watching you since I've been in first grade. I mean, I
13: remember me when you feel really good. To- I remember when your hair was dark, darker it, than mine, It was a
10: yeah. lot darker. By the way, speaker, I think you're going to catch up pretty quick. It's, it's already it, happening. You especially can... with the, uh, the smaller majority. Yeah. Um, already, the, the press... The left have come at you and come at you hard. Um, specifically, I'll give you two big issues. One on the issue, you, you once worked for the Alliance Defense Fund, a Christian advocacy group, yep. and comments you had made both in writing and advocacy for this group about homosexuality, calling it sinful, destructive, um, and, and not supporting gay marriage. Um, quote, no clear right to sodomy in the Constitution. You have been getting hammered on this. And I want to ask you about it. I want to know exactly, you know, where you stand. Some of these comments were 15 years ago.
13: I don't even remember some of them. I I was a litigator that was called upon to defend the state marriage amendments, if you remember back in the early 2000s. I think it was over 35 states, somewhere in that number, that the people went to the ballot in their respective states and they amended their state constitutions to say marriage is one man, one woman. Well, I was a religious liberty defense lawyer and I was called to go in and defend those cases in the courts. Let me, let me state this very clearly and, and there's been questions about this. Let me say where I am. Anybody that knows me will tell you this is true. I am a rule of law guy. I made a, a career defending the rule of law. I respect the rule of law. When the Supreme Court issued the Obergefell opinion, that became the law of the land. Okay, I respect the rule of the law, but I also genuinely love all people, regardless of their lifestyle choices. This is not about the people themselves. I, I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media. They said well, it's a curious. People are curious. What does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, Well, go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's that's my worldview. That's what I believe. And so, that's your no personal apology. worldview. It's my personal worldview. But here's the thing. Everybody comes to the House of Representatives with deep personal convictions, but all of our personal convictions are not going to become law. That's, this is a, a, a big body of people. There's 435 members in the House. You have to argue and find consensus and all of that. So I have no agenda other than what's best for the American people and to defend the rule of law, and that's what we're doing.
10: Well then, let me ask you on the issue of abortion, where you've been very pro-life. Yeah. Obviously, that comes from your issue as is faith. You had argued against Roe bad law. Yes. Dobbs happens. Yes. That, that issue now has been sent back to the states. On either one of these issues, gay marriage, abortion, do you, will, in the next 14 months, as you're going to be the Speaker of the House, assuming the motion to vacate never comes up, which I think is awful, not, shouldn't be there.
13: I think we're going to change.
10: Or have a, have a higher bar, certainly, 25 people instead right. of just any one member. But on any, on those two issues where they've come at you so hard, and you're explaining your personal view, and you're kind of bifurcating it sure. or away from your political view. Do you see any scenario where either one of those issues would be an agenda item for you and the Republicans for the next 14 months or at any point down the line?
13: Well, First, of all, on the marriage issue, no one has discussed that for as long as I can remember. This has been settled by the Supreme Court in the Obergefell opinion in 2015. So. Right. Uh, That's the decision. Now, they they changed the definition of marriage that had been regarded by basically every human society for 5,000 years, but when five justices on the Supreme Court changed it, that became the law of the land. I'm a constitutional law attorney. I respect that, and we move forward. The abortion issue is different. The, The table was just reset. Dobbs' opinion overturned Roe, which I thought was one of the worst, probably the worst, uh, Supreme Court opinion. Roe most, v. Wade. Roe v. Wade, yes. The, the most erroneous court
10: opinion that had been So issued. you like it back. You like the states to decide.
13: We argued my entire career for 25 years that the states should have the right to do this. There's no national consensus among the people on what to do with that that issue on a federal level for certain. this We have such big priorities in this moment right now, Sean. We have Israel being attacked. We have unrest. We have the Ukraine situation we've got to deal with. We have China being aggressive. We have Iran with all the meddling and China, Russia and Iran working together. This is a dangerous time. The economy is in the tank. The borders overrun. People are dying from fentanyl poisoning. All of these issues. These are the the front line matters that that have our attention right now. And the rest of these things, they're just using for political attacks.
10: So basically you're saying these issues will not be coming up and you're gonna focus on the agenda items that you have laid out already and the ones you just mentioned, which we will go into some detail with. Let me ask you one other question on this and this has come up as um, well controversial. You had authored legislation called the Stop the Sexualization of Children Act of 2022. Okay, now I've looked deeply into this act. Your critics have said or dubbed it, it's a federal, don't say gay measure, by the way, the word gay was never in the Florida legislation in fairness to Governor DeSantis. And yet this, when you look at exactly what this is, it would prohibit the use of federal funds to develop, implement, facilitate, or fund any sexually oriented program event literature for children under the age of 10. Now, a lot of our kids in a lot of school districts around the country, they can't read, write, do math, science, they're not learning history, and they certainly need to learn computers. So to the age of 10, very specifically. But you're not talking about anything beyond that?
13: No, and if you poll this anywhere in the country, almost any state, any community, they're going to say moms and dads should be the ones responsible for talking about these sensitive issues with their children, not the public school system. I mean, I'll take that debate anywhere, to Main Street, in any town hall, in any city in America. I would love for them to challenge us on that because that's what the American people believe and that's what I believe.
10: Let me ask, I, I have a lot of questions that, you, as you point out, there is a lot going on in the world right now. Let me let me throw some numbers at you because I think they're very important. We've got war in Europe. We've got Ukraine, and we should. It seems very there already. Joe Biden has given eight billion dollars to Ukraine. He wants sixty-one billion dollars more. He wants billion to go to Israel, and I think he. And then he wants to put order, probably to Saudi. And get their support on Ukraine, for example, which seems to be a top priority. The biggest amount of money. I have some criticisms about the issue of Ukraine. Number one, if you're going to fight a war, you should fight it to win it. I thought they made a horrible mistake by denying MiGs that were offered. Poland. I think the president made a horrible mistake trying to put hand on Ukraine by Zelensky uh, on the issue of how to fight and what weapons they can and cannot use. like bombs. Um, I don't like the fact that Europe doesn't pay their fair share. So they've got $78 billion. He wants another $61 billion. How will you deal with the issues that he, he wants to tie all of these issues together, which now gets into the budgetary process? How, will you go issue by issue?
13: I told the state that the consensus among House Republicans is that we need to buy for issues. I someone in Ukraine, the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there, and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, we're not abandoning them, but we have responsibility is responsibility. Treasure of the American people. we have to make sure that the white house is providing the people with some accountability for the dollars and we want to know what the objective there is what is the end game in ukraine the white house has not provided that i was at the white house for a couple of hours today and i told the the staff there that this is where we are this is where the house republicans are so we're going to look at israel's that
10: kind of money is that america having a proxy war with putin and russia
13: it's a great concern. We've got a, gr- a group of our colleagues here in the House uh, led by Mark, Mike Garcia out of California, a brilliant uh, legislator and a, a top gun pilot, and some of our veterans have gotten together. Dan Crenshaw is involved in this and others. They came up with a document that presents 12 critical questions for the White House to answer as a condition of our supplying the additional support. These are not hard questions, Sean. These are things the White House should be forthcoming about. i delivered that myself.
10: Oh, you did deliver it to the president? I
13: delivered it myself today and into the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan. And read it? it uh, he says he's studying. Going to. He's going okay. to study yes. it during yes. the show. Yes. So okay. uh, we, we want to be cooperative. We need to work together on this, but we, we owe it to the people to know what the plan is, where the money is going to be spent, and we need some auditing for the dollars that we've already sent over there. These are not tough questions, right? Mm-hmm. Israel is a separate matter. We're going to bring forward a uh, standalone Israel funding measure over $14 billion. Is but it's $14 be-
10: billion enough?
13: that well israel's requested a little less than that actually the white house did uh, by way of israel and 14.5 billion specifically is what we're looking at it's a very specific number tied to very specific measures but here's the important thing that distinguishes house republicans from the other team we're going to find pay-fors in the budget we're not just printing money to send it overseas we're going to find the cuts elsewhere to do that
10: let me ask you this in israel it it's very complicated I mean, Syria is now firing missiles into Israel. The Houthi rebels, which I don't know why Joe Biden, you know, they were once designated a terrorist group. He's taken away that designation. Why, I don't know. Uh, They tried to fire uh, missiles into um, Israel. You have Hezbollah and you have Lebanon in the south, where Gaza killed 1,400, including 30 Americans, and Americans are being held hostage. Um, Beyond the money part, is there any involvement you see, or any reason for any military involvement by the United States? Would Congress support that? Because it seems like with the maneuverings of our Navy and other indications, special forces rescue American hostages. Any movement support that you can think of now?
13: Uh, it's a very delicate situation. It changes by the hour. We're watching it very closely. One thing that House Republicans are resolved on is that we must stand with our most important ally in the Middle East, Israel. Um, we will, I, we, we certainly hope that it doesn't come to boots on the ground. Uh, it, it comes, and we communicated this to the staff today that, um, you know, we have the Article One power in the legislative branch of government, and they have Article Two. they have very limited authority on what they can do to respond without Congress to seek consent. Even my colleagues, Sean, that are uh, in committees of jurisdiction understand this, and the, the Committee. There's a purpose for that. The reason the framers put that into the Constitution is that they wanted a multitude of wise counsel to decide upon military intervention matters on a declaration of war. They wanted the duly elected representatives of the people to make that decision collectively, not one commander-in-chief sitting in an office.
10: Here's my worst worst case scenario for Okay, Israel will be fighting a two-front war. Yeah. Gaza, Hamas, and the South. Yes. As soon as the the ground incursion, which could happen any minute, begins, uh, I would expect uh, more rockets to be fired from the north from Lebanon. And they have two, they both have something in common that they're getting military strategy, weaponry, money.
0: I just want to leave it there. You know, just we there's about uh, twenty more minutes of the interview, but I think you get a good idea of who he is. Um, there's more. I you know the maybe he has to speak a certain way because we're negotiating with people that want to send everything that we have to ukraine and israel and everywhere else but overrated is part of we are broken understand and i think that that is a uh, great question we the american people maybe want to fix our infrastructure maybe up our cities maybe want to you know build our wall shady well, I think that that's exactly what we need to be doing. I don't
2: know what's going on. You're clipping just a little bit there, but I think we could hear most of, of what you were saying. But yes, that, that's what that's where I'm at with it. I'm we, we have been watching this play out for the last month or so. And it's very interesting, the negotiation technique that they use and what they do and how they go back and forth and what they're uh, trying to accomplish to get someone as Speaker of the House. And everybody has to capitulate to all of these backroom deals and all this different stuff, whatever is going on. But number one, I don't necessarily know that it's a great plan to be uh, you know, uh, cutting things that are uh, effectively happening for Americans so that we can send more money to Ukraine. It would uh, please me more if we had decided to spend the money here first. And then whenever we're done spending the money here and everything is kind of brought up to speed and ship shape, then we can start supporting other countries and sending money out there. But the reality of the situation is The money that you're sending offshore is going to war, and it doesn't really matter which country it goes to. It doesn't matter if it goes to Egypt. It doesn't matter if it goes to Zimbabwe. It doesn't matter if it goes to Ukraine or if it goes to the Middle East somewhere. It absolutely does not matter. It's all effectively going to ensure war in the future and to undermine American policy overseas and to undermine your your credibility maybe is the best term to use there. Your credibility as an American, to be put as lesser than because you are an American. And uh, that's the opposite of the way it is supposed to be. Your uh, founding fathers wanted uh, excellence to be the center core of, of the American society and to attain excellence in the attempt to attain excellence. That's exactly what it is that they prefer us be doing. And what you see currently, on the Hill and in the house and in politics is the exact opposite of that. Nobody really is attempting to achieve excellence. They are attempting to achieve a paycheck and uh, effectively steal money from you as they're doing it. So it doesn't really, uh, excite me at all to be generating money for any foreign country, but I understand that that's what they're all negotiating up there.
0: Right on. Uh, and I, I better guys, I just refreshed a little bit better. Um,
2: it might be stabilizing, but it definitely seems like something's
0: a little bit huh. clippy, glitchy. I wonder if not. If not, not I wonder if they, uh, you know, weed whacked my, my cable again. Uh, uh, the Trump Jr. calling RFK Jr. crap plant. Uh, can we now celebrate now, guys? Can we? Can we understand? that uh, Donald Trump Jr. dubbed presidential candidate RFK Jr. a Democrat plant after the candidate left the dem- Democratic Party to pursue a presidential bid independent a change viewed as potentially hurting former President Trump's election chances. Quote, it legitimately always felt like it was a Democrat plant to hurt the Trump thing. Jr. said uh, to the Trump campaign volunteers in Iowa on Thursday. NBC News reported, quote, he wouldn't be there if Democrats didn't want him.
2: And that's, that's the point, isn't it? That's the overarching mm-hmm. point of all of it.
0: Yep. So thank and you. And I think that that's, Donald what,
2: that's what, that's what a lot MG of people are missing. On,
0: point again. We're on point again, Shady. Go ahead. No, that, that's, I think that that's
2: the big point that so many people within, within the uh, truth movement or within MAGA or the Donald Trump supporters that it, you're breezing right over a whole lot to get to an end conclusion. And you have to, you have to actually wade through the nonsense to get to your conclusion. And if you ignore all of the stuff that goes against what it is that you want, because everybody has this idea of, you know, fairy tales and, and Kings and Queens, and especially the, uh, you know, the female population, very enamored with princes and princesses. And, uh, that sucks people into this RFK junior nonsense.
0: Yep. Katie group, uh, W. I. Alex Jones just, uh, it's gonna help Trump.
2: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, not good. not, Not the case.
0: Wow, MG show right again. Thank you, overrated. I appreciate it. Uh, One plus two, Simba. It, that's exactly correct. <laughs> um, shitty, I was watching uh, with my mom. I was watching Jeopardy last night. Check this out. The Cloud
11: Contest releases a substance such
0: as silver iodine to increase the radio. What is cloud seeding? Cloud seeding. That's correct. To Wait, what? I, I thought that was a conspiracy theory. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. It, it, it's definitely, it's definitely breaking up. We couldn't quite hear it completely clear. You, and you're breaking All up too. Right. It's weird. Take J. Groove. <laughs> So, uh, well, I mean, I have a couple of things that we could talk right. about here real quick before we wrap up the show. I know that uh, we're having some uh, technical issues there, but the um, one thing that I wanted to mention to everybody that I think is is kind of important that uh, not, not anybody else is picking up on that I want to share with you real quick before we get out of here today is this right here. Uh, just in, Joe Biden is pushing for new lawsuits against gun manufacturers following the main attacks. Who told you that it was going to happen? Well, we did. Here, whenever you're consistently seeing this stuff in the news, you're going to realize that this is the way they're going to push back at you. Is uh, They're going to come after the gun manufacturers, and they have been doing this already. A number of manufacturers have been um, uh, have been... Uh, rated and uh, materials and assets of those manufacturers seized. But on Thursday, following the main shooting, President Joe Biden pushed for the repeal of protections shielding gun manufacturers from frivolous lawsuits. Here comes the lawfare for the gun manufacturers here in America. Universal background checks and additional gun control measures on Thursday following the shooting incident. A statement by Joe Biden was published on WhiteHouse.gov statement opened with him saying, Today, Jill and I are praying for the Americans who've lost their lives, for those still in critical care, and for the family survivors and community members enduring shock and grief. He then encouraged residents in the Lewistown area of Maine to follow all law enforcement warnings, including instructions to stay indoors. Shelter in place, everybody, for the foreseeable future. Biden eventually shifted his focus to the passage of the summer of 2022 22 control legislation where he worked on with Senator John Cornyn emphasizing as usual that gun control isn't or the gun control alone isn't enough. He then said, I urge Republican lawmakers in Congress to fulfill their duty to protect the American people work with us to pass a bill banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines to enact universal background checks to require safe storage of guns and end immunity from liability for gun manufacturers. This would be the same thing as uh, allowing people to sue car companies because of the model and make of car that hit you as a pedestrian or something like that. On March 1, uh, 2022, Biden claimed that gun manufacturers are shielded from liability and cannot be sued. However, this assertion is factually incorrect. In reality, gun manufacturers are not shielded from liability. Rather, they are protected from frivolous lawsuits over the criminal use of guns. are legally made and legally sold so there you have it ladies and gentlemen a little bit of what's going on in the background because you know you can consistently see whenever these events happen and these events occurs that there's always this political push and the problem reaction solution dynamic that we're all in and and i think that this is the biggest thing that separates quote-unquote conspiracy people from quote-unquote normal people is the conspiracy people understand the Higley and dialectic, the problem-reaction-solution scenario that goes down with all of these different things. There will never be an event that occurs that incites a problem that they don't want you to focus on, okay? And then they capture your reaction, your emotional reaction. Notice how they're consistently jumping in, whether it be after 9-11 or after any FBI event or uh, uh, any shooting, a school shooting event, FBI event or anything like that. They're jumping right in there and and virtue signaling over, over what's going on in the moment of your reaction, because the solution that they want to bring forward to you is exactly the reason the event occurred to begin with. And so normal people don't see that sequence of events. They just see events unfolding in front of them, and they think that, oh, well, they're not really connected. But unfortunately for all of us here at the uh, MG show and all of this great audience out there, that's not exactly what happens. That's not the case. And so each of us has the duty to stand up and to speak up and to put forward the reality that guns are not the problem. People using the guns are the problem. George Carlin said you could probably beat a man to death with the Sunday evening times. Anything can be utilized as a weapon if you are intending to harm someone. And the people that are intending to harm someone are the people that have the mental issues that need to be adjusted. So this is, this is a, uh, I think that uh, Jeff had a bad connection. So he had to jump out of here a little bit early on Friday, everybody. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining the MG show. I'd like to thank you for your support of mypillow.com using code MG show. I'd like to thank you for your support of field of greens, all the great, wonderful uh, rumble rants here. And each one of you means something to this show. The reason that you mean something to this show is because you are looking around and making your own decisions using your own discernment it is not for anybody whatsoever it is not for me it is not for donald trump it is not for anybody to tell you what to think without doing your own due diligence and your own research and you are the one in charge of what you think so keep that in mind you guys have a wonderful great weekend enjoy your families spend some time with your families we are pretty much done with october a couple of days left next week but it's getting ready to be november moving into the holiday season here real soon. So thank you guys very much. And I think Yeti's got something ready for us to go out. Much love everyone, and we will see you Monday.
6: To wake up, you're gonna wake up. And if you're not ready, you're gonna stay pretending that you're just a little that's poor one. little me. Wrong
0: one, that's the wrong one.
6: And uh, since you're all here and engaged in this sort of inquiry and listening to this sort of lecture, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up or else you're teasing yourselves with some kind of uh, flirtation with waking up, which you're not serious about. But I assume maybe you are not serious, but sincere, that you are ready to wake up. So then, when you're in the way of waking up and finding out who you really are,
14: what you do, Great thirst, an unquenchable thirst for truth, for knowledge. I have an unquenchable desire to meet my Lord and Savior face to face. I have a great need to help other people and try, try to wake them, to wake the people, to empower the people save freedom, for the entire world, not just for this country, but for all people, of all colors, of all religions, of all nationalities, beautiful or ugly or somewhere in between, I don't care. I have this great feeling of compassion. an understanding for those of you who are asleep and who cannot wake up. And I realize and understand that some of you never will, for it is not meant to be. For you cannot. You are afraid. Standing up alone without looking to someone for leadership or someone to tell you what to do or where to go or give you your pittance so that you can live is a very scary proposition for most people but at the same time it is the only means of salvation up on this earth for the human race God decides to unfold and bring into realization the rest of his plan. Man was put here to make a choice, to make a decision. Those of you who say that everything is fated and everything must be and there's nothing you can do to change it, if that is true, why do you go on? Why do you go to work in the morning? Why do you go to church on Sunday? If you do, why do you go to the mosque? Why do you go to the synagogue? Why do you bother if everything is fated? It's going to come to pass no matter what you do. Why do you try to convert someone from an evil life to a good life? If everything is fated, that's their fate. Leave them alone. You see, on the one hand, you say you believe this. And on the other hand, you demonstrate to me that you don't believe it at all. But it's an excuse why you don't have to be responsible. We're at the fork in the road.
3: www.mg.show. Boom. What starts here changes the world.